With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumpacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to The Paddock and the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Welcome back to part two of Staying On Well with Ron Hutchinson. After talking to Ron about many of his riding successes, we moved on to reflect on the great jockeys and horses he rode against and the differences of riding in Britain. Ron goes on to reveal the best horse he rode. Find out the secret to how he keeps fit and active as he approaches the midway point of his 10th decade. You've talked about Scobie Breezy and Lester Piggott. Um, who do you regard as the, the greatest jockey that you rode against during your 37-year career? Well, Steve, look, I, I rode in some... There was some I've been uh, watching over the years uh, some wonderful jockeys in my, in my, in my time. Before I left Australia... Here in um, in Melbourne, uh, Bill Williamson, of course, as you know, he did well. Well, when he went to England as well, he won two Arctic Triumphs, and he was he was an outstanding jockey. Of course, as a young boy growing up in my early apprentice days, Scobie Breezy was always my um, idol, and um, and he and 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 as we turned out, they later in life to be great friends. And then, of course, when I went to England, I, or before that, before going to England, there was, you know, there was jockeys like Neville Selwood, uh, Darby Munro, Billy Cook, that were all outstanding jockeys in here in Australia. And then when I went to England, of course, uh, meeting meeting Lester, and uh, and of course Joe Mercer, Lynn, Jimmy Lindley, all great jockeys. It's pretty hard to sort of pick out which is the best, but of course Lester's got the record on them. On the borders, such as uh, eight or nine derbies, he's won and he's won darks, he's won everywhere, everything, wherever he went, he was a, he was a great success. So, uh, looking back over the years to say pinpoint the best jockey in the, wor- in the world, I suppose 
Leicester's had the the, the numbers on the board, but um, oh, Scoby Breezy, Eve Son Martin, great great jockeys, uh, Cash Usherson from Steve Cawson from America. You know, when you look back, they were great, they're great jockeys, wonderful jockeys, and um, you know, it's, uh, I'm so honoured to think that I uh, I met all these young uh, all these jockeys that have come along and done so well been great it's been great and what were the main differences riding in australia to riding in in the uk oh yeah steve the, the variety of tracks in england have you got to be that's the you know for mine it's a home of racing over in, in england i must say uh we've, we've got nice tracks here in melbourne like you know flemington's a lovely track to ride on and great uh, they're all, you know, wonderful tracks. But when you go to England and you re- ride those uh, undulating tracks like, uh, well, Goodwood, for instance, is a wonderful track up in Hill and Down Dale and, uh, and, uh, and Brighton, of course, and those, and, and, you know, everything is different over in England. They're wide open tracks. And, of course, you know, I can remember riding in Alley Pally around to said in London, that was said, what a what a you know a unique sort of track that was, you know, to ride on. It was a uh, oh, you know, I, I I just Newbury when I think of Newbury, uh, what a lovely track that was. Doncaster, what a lovely York is another one. The wonderful wonderful race courses to ride on, you know, long straights. Everybody every horse gets a fair chance, you know, whether you came from but. Came from behind or led in a race. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. Oh, just everything was uh, wonderful. You know, from my point of view, I enjoyed it so much over there in riding on those tracks. You know, even in up in Scotland, and riding a lovely track like Air. You know, beautiful race courses, and you know, every horse that gets a good chance or a fair chance. You know. Because in your day, you must have gone from barrier starts to the stalls as well in England. Yeah, well, this yeah, well, of course, it was open. And when I looked at this movie I was watching this afternoon, uh, Rainbow Jacket, that was the start of the, the open start, you know, and the five strand barriers, you know, they, uh, they, uh, they, you know, they were pretty, pretty hectic in those compared to what they're like today. Once you get locked in a in the stalls in the races now, you've got no man, not much worry until they draw the gates open. But over there, you have to try and get into, you know, to avoid being getting kicked or something like that because, uh, you know, uh, it was pretty, pretty hectic in uh, at the start in those days trying to get off, you know. And try, and if you won the start, well, that was that was a that is a big bonus, you know. And as for horses, what was the best horse you rode and why? Well, as I say, I wrote some. I wrote some good rides. You know, as I say, uh, uh, a horse like before I mentioned, Flora Brunner, a great good sprinter. Uh, Man, I thought he was. Uh, he was a. He was a pretty good horse. Uh, uh, but I suppose when uh, when you come to look at it back, he went, the horse that uh, sort of uh, stuck in my mind as a good horse today. I only rode him four times as a horse called Belberino. He was a New Zealand horse. And um, he came to England uh, and John Dunlop trained him and he won his first start in England 
uh, over a mile and a quarter of Goodwood. And then he, um, I think it was about two or three weeks later, he went to um, France and ran second to alleged in the uh, Arc de Triomphe. And then uh, about two weeks later, he went to uh, 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 Milan and uh, I won the race, but unfortunately I when I hit him with a whip, he, he ducked and he interfered with the horse that ran second. And um, and anyway, they took the race off him. But anyway, he went, uh, my last ride uh, was in the Washington International, uh, and uh, and I think he read 30 from him, right? And uh, that was a, that I, I consider him to be a, a top class horse because he, he did so, so well and he was getting on in years to him. He was a pretty good two-year-old and three-year-old here in Victoria and or, or in Manhattan, Australia and New Zealand. And uh, anyway, he's, he's, they, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame here in Australia. So I would consider that he would be the best horse that I rode. Another horse I was going to ask you about, because a, a friend of mine, Chris Pitt, asked me that you rode a horse called Belper that had one eye. Oh yes, yes, owned by Lady Lady Sarah. Yes, yeah, Rare Belt, but that's right. He, he was a good, pretty good horse. He was there one warm with one eye, and um, I remember the story about that uh, when he he was a pretty, very good horse. And Lord Belper, uh, unfortunately, had, had lost his eye, and uh, they were talking about uh, you know we, they could use his name Belper uh, as long as they didn't geld him. So he, they could use his name as long as they didn't geld him. That was it, geld. So anyway, he ran, he ran one some wonderful races too over there. I was very, very lucky here with, you know, with a, a horse with one eye. Wonderful. Because he he was only winning on left-handed tracks. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yes, yes, yeah. But it didn't seem to seem to worry him very much. So he was. He was quite cave, you know, quite easy to ride. If I remember rightly, we had no problem with him, and and as I say, he was a, quite a good horse, very good horse. Yeah. And and what about horses you rode against? Because you rode in Najinsky's Derby and Survivor's Derby. Were, yes, were they the best horses you rode against? Yeah, and Mill Reef. Remember Mill Reef, Jeff Lewis. Yes, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't. Jeff and I went in in my days in living in Epsom. Uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff was riding Mill Reef, of course, where only lived, a, you know, a couple of uh, 50 yards away from one another. And on that particular, I remember Jeff saying, coming down there, you know, he said uh, on the Saturday morning, on the uh, Derby morning, uh, you know, I don't care, he says, whether he says, my, whether I'll win the Derby, he said, I don't care whether I come from last or first or whatever, wherever I am, he says, they won't, be, they won't beat me today. And it was true, yeah. And if I remember rightly, too, at that particular time, he'd had a fall and he'd hurt his arm or hurt his hand and he was, you know, he had a bit, he was in a bit of pain with his hand. But anyway, it didn't make any difference. He, he still rode and uh, rode it under that circumstance and won the derby. So he was a good horse, Mill Reef, very good horse. And that uh, Brigadier Gerard, they had some great, uh, great tussles together here. Yeah, they were both good horses. But uh, you can see, you know, I think that he won because the three classics was a great, great performance too. Yeah, Royal Palace was another good horse too that I saw over there. He was a good horse. 
Royal Palace at uh, George Moore, I think, won the Derby or the Noel Medalist. Very good. Very good horses. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And when you finally retired, was it always your intention to go back to live in Australia? Uh, yes. Yes, it, it was all my, always in my intention to go back, come back. Because uh, although I enjoyed very much uh, England and and uh, all everything, but during the winter time, I, uh, Steve, I couldn't stand the cold. I was, um, I was uh, uh, the cold. I'm, I'm, I'm a warm weather uh, person, and you know the cold weather used to get into me. And I, and even I'm still here, still today, this day and age now, I still can't stand the cold. And uh, and uh, when the sun's shining, I'm shining as well. So. Uh, that's why I came back to Australia. I want to come back to Australia. Also, I was interested in a stud farm out here in um, in the South Australia, Lindsay Park, and my good friend uh, Colin Hayes and I joined up and we bought this particular place, Lindsay Park, which is still going now. But of course, I've got nothing to do with it anymore. But uh, but uh, it's it's quite it was quite a successful stud, and uh, we had some very good uh, stallions. And uh, so uh, it was quite successful, and uh, but unfortunately, I've I've got out of all those things now. Uh, take I just live a life of leisure. Well, you certainly should do at the age of ninety-four. But you still get to follow the racing and go racing as well. Oh, very much so. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. I uh, uh, I live um, well, at the moment. I'm living in Cranbourne, a place called Cranbourne South. But uh, I was living uh, on the uh, the race course at um, at Mornington. So uh, my uh, daughter, uh, uh, her husband, the uh, he was uh, chairman of the uh, of the uh, Mornington Racing Club, and so uh, I was. They made me uh, the ambassador of the Mornington Racing Club, which I I uh, I'm quite chuffed about because it's uh, a nice little honour, and uh, and so yeah, I still go racing quite a lot. The Flemington and all, and everybody uh, called the Melbourne Racing Club and Flemington made me life members, so I'm, I'm quite happy about that too. And Ron, you're uh, as a 94 year old. How do you keep fit? Well, uh, uh, Steve, I in uh, I turned 80, and I had a very good old friend of mine, uh, George Hadlin, and he was a great swimmer. He loved he loved going and swimming, so he he encouraged me to go. With him a few times, and I took up swimming when I was uh, when I turned eighty, which was like fourteen years ago. And uh, I I swim uh, nearly every day, um, four four or five times a week, and I swim a, a kilometer every. Uh, that's my uh, takes me about uh, just under the uh, an hour to swim a kilometer. And uh, then I uh, come out of the sauna, I get into the sauna sport. A sauna and uh, lay in a spa, and I pampered myself for about two hours, uh, 
four or five times a day, uh, a week. So that's how I keep myself fair. Uh, you're sort of free and easy. Yeah. So you, you yeah, still so get to get in that sauna. You still get to get in that sauna now. Yes, I do. I yeah, I yeah. I, I spend a half an hour um, uh, first time before we to warm myself up, and then uh, after it's all finished, I spend another half hour in the sauna. So yes, I, I enjoy. I meet another a few people in the in the sauna that I start chatting with, and and uh, I enjoy myself for the time. Yeah, it's good, very good. Keeps me keeps me alert. I think that's in my opinion. And as I say, I. I very seldom get aches and pains on my sometimes with a little bit of gout occasionally, but uh, outside of that, I'm I'm keeping pretty good myself. And two of your sons are involved in racing, and uh, Peter was a very good jockey himself. Yeah, Pete. Um, yes, uh, he's, uh, he's he did very well out here as, uh, as a jockey, and uh, he won the Caulfield Cup. He, oh, he, he was very very successful. And of course, my elder, my elder son Raymond, who was a veterinary surgeon, he was went to school in uh, the Royal Veterinary College in uh, in London. Uh, at that particular time, he was quite a uh, well, he was a champion um, uh, amateur rider in those days, going back in those days. And he was very successful, and uh, yeah, he, he's 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 out here now. He's he's uh, semi-retired. He, but he's still involved in the uh, in the horse racing industry and uh, does a bit ring around this area where we are now. And uh, he also does the uh, trotting uh, veterinary of uh, for the trots uh, during um, each time uh, on uh, each week. Uh, so he's he's quite busy in that respect. And Pete's retired, of course. He's got a couple of little children, and he's retired. He just fills in time doing things. So he seems to be enjoying himself too. Well, looking back, uh, Ron, uh, from uh, a young boy writing at school that you wanted to be a jockey, you've certainly lived the life you wanted to live. Oh yes, Steve. Yes, I, uh, I, uh, I have no regrets uh, of uh, anything that I've done in my life. I, I. Uh, 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 did, I did pretty well as an apprentice jockey and then became a successful uh, jockey uh, in later life. I married a lovely lady, my wife Norma, which is past, she's passed on now, of course. But, geez, but I've had a wonderful life. I've had, got four children, two boys and two girls, and they look after me uh, tremendously, and they're still looking after me. So I've, I've had a very, very happy and successful life. And I have no regrets whatsoever. It's one of made some wonderful friends in Ireland uh, and England, Germany, uh, and still friends today. A lot of them have gone to God, of course, uh, which is unfortunate. But uh, on a whole, I've uh, I've had a, Steve. I've had a wonderful life, and and uh, my time in England was a, absolutely outstanding, and I enjoyed. Every day of my life in England, so I've got no regrets. Thank you very much for joining me on the show. You've got your green uh, sweater, which obviously for Ireland on this morning, and uh, you look very smart. Uh, I hope that pacemaker keeps going for many years. (laughs) Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. 
But as I say, I'm not bad. when you think of it, I'm sure. When I look around, some of my old friends, uh, they've got dementia or they've, you know, they get lost or they've got to be locked in their rooms and all that sort of thing. Fortunately, I'm still free as a bird and free and easy. And I've, I think I've still got my marbles uh, about me. I, I know what day it is and I know the sunshine, so I'm good. Like I'm quite happy at the moment. I'm enjoying my life. And I hope that I can get to 100. That would be lovely. <laughs> well, let's hope so. Thank you very much, Ron. Yeah, good on you, Steve. Yeah, nice talking to you. And I hope I bring back some very happy memories to some of the people I've met in England. Thank you for listening to The Paddock and the Pavilion. You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at The Pad and Pav. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.